You're listening to 1001 Album Club, where every episode we discuss a different album from Robert Emery's book, 1001 Albums You Must Hear Before You Die. This episode, we'll be talking about Simple Minds, New Gold Dream. All right, in the room, we have Rob. Hi, buddy. <laughs> and Ben. Hi, buddy. On the line, we have Kyle. Hi there. Hey, buddy. Hey, buddy. Hey, dudes. <laughs> New Golden Dream, 81, 82, 83, 84, is the fifth studio album by the Scottish band Simple Minds. The album was released on September 13th, 1982 on Virgin Record. The producer was Peter Walsh. The genre is new wave, synth pop, and art pop. I'm going to read from the book Alexandria Heller Nicholas. Although Simple Minds had five albums under their belt before New Golden Dream, its release marked the breakthrough that would ultimately establish them as one of the big rock names of the late 80s. Glittering Prize in the album's other big single, Promised You a Miracle, encapsulates Simple Minds' ability to craft dazzling and sophisticated pop anthems. Combining a warm romanticism with their blend of new wave pop, the album illustrated just how capable and diverse a songwriter unit Simple Minds was. Jim Kerr vocals blend seamlessly into the lush sonic soundscapes of Michael uh, McNeil's keyboard and Charlie Burchill's signature guitar work, but it is the diversity of the rhythms that creates the album's solid foundation. At a time when live drums were frequently replaced by programmed beats, Simple Minds took the unusual step of using three separate drummers across the nine-track album. Combined with Derek Forbid's bass, the effect uh, provided a relentless, fresh, percussive framework on which Kerr, Burchill, and McNeil built the delicate, swirling, and vibrant songs. All right, what do we think of Simple Minds' new golden dream? Stone Cold Classic. Really? Okay. I'm coming around to it. But I, I would like to, since you just read your uh, uh, your write up, yeah, them having three drummers wasn't exactly a recording strategy. Yeah, <laughs> they, uh, I thought that was weird. Too. The band was evolving. The band evolved out of their original drummer. Yeah. yeah, they they made a stylistic change, and he wasn't able to keep up. And then they hired one studio gun for the single, and then the rest of the album was recorded by the person that eventually became their their. Their new permanent drummer, uh, Kenny Heislop. Mel Gaynor. Kenny Heislop is on the single. But uh, Mel Gaynor is the one that you see like in the video for Don't You Forget About Me. Yeah, the uh, the, the MVP on this, I think, is Derek Forbes. Oh, dude. The, the oh, bass lines are awesome. He's having a fucking great time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. A lot of times the bass carries the melody in these songs. Yep. Um, yeah, the only song I was familiar with on this record uh, was Promise You a Miracle, which... I wish I'd been familiar banger. with the song. Where, where's that song been? I know I haven't frequented many British dance clubs, but 
I, I can't believe I've missed out on Promise You a Miracle this whole time. I It, it makes my butt shake, and that's my criteria for a banger. I think t- Time Life uh, CDs proudly presents, <laughs> like, no, yeah. this is 80s pop volume four. Yeah, this is New Wave Hits, 1982, <laughs> yeah. you know, like track six, you know. Always love that song, that, that snappy-ass bass and those synths and that bright guitar. This record was tough for me. I... I started to drift into like ABC territory where it's like, I don't, I don't know why I'm not connecting with some of this stuff. Some of the stuff I really like, like Hunter and the Hunted, like Herbie Hancock. I think he just snuck in there and did a solo because he really yep. likes that bass player. Start, starting <laughs> at uh, three minutes, 50 seconds. That's, that's Herbie doing his yeah. thing in a wash of reverb, like can barely make out what he's doing. Um, yeah, I this this album took a while because the first track is amazing. Uh, that first track, I was like, here we go. And then, mm, promise you a miracle, here we go. And then Big Sleep, great. Second half of the record, I don't know. I was really into Glittering Prize. Were you? Yeah. I thought it was cool. Cool. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. It, I, I was like you, where it, it got into that ABC territory, and I thought, oh, no. Oh, where, where are we at? Where are we going with this? Um, it did grow on me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. It, it it does take multiple listens and it, it does take a little more thinking about the nuance of of what's going on within the the context of like that wash of guitar with the the intricate bass with the, you know, this how he's singing over it. The strange thing is, I feel like all the singers at that time from Human League to ABC, they simple minds. This. They got the same tone. And- and yeah. I, I think for this one, it, it's been the the first few listens. I just it was it was all in the that the the muck of the 1982 British synth pop. Right. But the more I listen, I think it's the rhythm section of this band that is differentiating them for me. Yeah. Yeah. Same. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, I I, I thought a lot about it because I I really do like the rhythms and I, I really like the bass playing a lot. Like I just listen to that and I like the production, but there was something I just couldn't connect to. And the vocals, I mean, they sound fine, but maybe that's it. Maybe I just couldn't emotionally connect with like a lot of this stuff. Uh, Like Big Sleep, I thought that was great. You know, Um, Hunter and the Hunted, but whew. Did you know that Don't You Forget About Me is not on a Simple Minds album? Yes. (laughs) It's only on the uh, Breakfast Club soundtrack? I'm sure some kind of greatest hits eventually. Yeah. But uh, I also didn't realize, I think the reason it's not on one is because they didn't write that song and they are a band that writes their own songs. Right. And very prideful. They're prideful about it. They eventually, uh, they had to come around to recording that song for that movie. They went in and laid it down in a day and moved on, didn't think about it again. (laughs) And then money just kept pouring down (laughs) from heaven. Where did all these? I mean, they should have. By, by the time there's a sha la 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 refrain, they should have known it was going to be a huge hit. There's yeah. a sha la 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 refrain. Yeah. But like in monotone. La 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 <laughs> la la la. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you a good story about that later. Yeah. Uh, my favorite track on this was New Gold Dream. Okay. I liked that uh, one. Yeah? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's a good one. I think uh, another thing that put me off maybe was this album kind of has crappy uh, 
album artwork. Let's talk about the album Ooh, artwork. That's a, that's a stinker right let's there. Get, let's get into it. Because Me too, it was just like, what? This doesn't look like a rock record or a pop record. The album art for this album looks like the cover of a pamphlet that the church my parents went to <laughs> would have handed out Thank for you. Easter in like 92. Like yeah. that, that, that aesthetic that's Presbyterian 92 okay. is what that look is. <laughs> that's, that's Presby. Congratulations on your baptism. Yes. That's uh, instead of saying, instead of saying new gold dream, if it said he is risen, like, <laughs> it, would, it, would, it would look 100% in place, you know? <laughs> Can we just remake that and like <laughs> hand it to a church? Yeah, we should. <laughs> yeah, that's some. <sighs> so what? I don't under. I've 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 been. I was reading about Simple Minds because I wanted something to tell me some backstory on like the Sacred Heart cross imagery that they're running with from now for like the rest of their career. They've always got that like. I don't even want to say quasi-religious imagery. Imagery. It's very, very Christian imagery. Yeah, yeah. It's a uh, Malcolm Garrett. He was a graphic designer. Um, and his characteristics are like creating by hand, uh, hard, bold typography and photo collage. His designs for the band would include pop religious iconography in clean, Ugh. integrated package designs. It said that it benefited the band's ideal, uh, idealized image of neo-romantic purveyors of European anthemic pop. They should have fired that guy. I don't quite agree. I agree that it maybe looks like if you're trying to be like inspirational, like religious iconog- iconography is trying to be inspirational. Uh, and yeah, Maybe jump back to the Renaissance for that then. For but, you know, that, you know who would have knocked this out of the park? Barney Bubbles. Yeah. That looks like the the background color looks like a grandmother's bathroom. <laughs> like it's it, like bathroom wallpaper. It looks like a bunch of melted Lenten candles. It's, <laughs> it's not a good look. And then having the 80, 81, 82, 83, 84 at the bottom looks like what are they doing? It's, it's quoting scripture. Yes. What are they doing? I couldn't find that out. Why the numbers? I don't know. Because the numbers didn't start here. Their their album before it had like a title and then it was like 7980. I don't know. They have simple minds. Don't question them. <laughs> they were originally called, I believe, was it self-abuse or self-abusers? <laughs> not, yeah. not smarty pants. <laughs> not so smarty pants. At first I was like, oh, that's the years that they had, you know, the songs from. That's just kind of a little thing. Of course it's not, though. No, it it's, comes it's, out in no, 82. It's currently 82. <laughs> Are they just predicting that like, they will not have another <laughs> album for the next two years? We'll get back to you in 85. Yeah. <laughs> With 85 through 90. <laughs> Tour until 84 off of this? Uh, that's no, no, because they had to stop at some point and record music for The Breakfast Club. That was 84. 85? Breakfast that, Club? That movie came out in 
Was it 85 or 84? I'm looking it up. Yeah, I think that movie came out in 84, so... 1985. Okay, so this is the second John Hughes uh, Mm -hmm. bringing us synth pop. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, John Hughes loved this era. I forget the name of the guy that was on the... the, the production team putting together the movie soundtrack that that wrote don't you forget about me yeah. but apparently he was a big simple minds fan and simple minds was he wrote the song for simple minds yeah. and then showed up at their show to pitch it to him but just like really stand them and like, <laughs> 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 he was just fanboying a little bit didn't billy idol have something to do with that song oh they pitched it also to uh they pitched it to other people. Other people. They pitched it to a uh, to a uh, what is it? Uh, sun, sunglasses at night guy. Uh, Brian Ferry, Billy Idol, and uh, yeah, yeah. and uh, Hart, right? Corey Hart. Corey Hart. Yeah. And then they came back Corey around. Hart turned something down. And then they came back around <laughs> to Simple Minds, and they were like, "Fine, we'll do it like tomorrow." <laughs> I'm pretty sure Billy Idol like went and did it later because. For the longest time, as a child listening to the radio, I thought Don't You Forget About Me was a Billy Idol song. Yeah, I think a lot of people felt that way, and then he went around and, like, covered it later. (laughs) Yeah. I kind of thought it was U2, I think, when I first heard it. It just, I mean, Simple Minds and U2 had that that sort of uh, competition. Yeah, Yeah, Yeah. that that guitar sound, the sort of washed-out guitars. I, I think I even read that, like, like I think you two at this point is working on Unforgettable Fire, and oh, yeah. Bono and The Edge are like way into this record. Yep. Yeah. 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 It's like your peers. It's like the 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 other side of the coin. You know yeah. the 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 person that is probably most closely represents what you're currently doing. I feel like Simple Minds U two is just in the same sort of conversation. Uh, yeah. I'll tell my Kerr story. So he talks about the day he got the news when they were number one on the billboard for Don't You Forget About Me. He was sort of blown away. He was like, actually, you know what? I'm sitting in my hotel room. It's like six o'clock. I don't even drink, but I thought I got to go down to the bar to make a toast. So I go down to the bar and it's me and the bar man. He says, open a bottle of champagne. He says, really? Which one? He said, a really, really nice one. He says, well, what? who are you celebrating with? And he says, no one. Why are you celebrating? Well, I'm in a band and we're number one in America. And he looks at me and says, yeah, right. <laughs> like, didn't believe him. Uh, so he has a couple of, he has a couple of hits. I have a couple of hits. Uh, he says, I'm getting rollicking drunk. Everyone who walks in the bar, I'm like, give that man a drink. Suddenly I'm Frank Sinatra and it cost me a fortune. <laughs> he said, I don't think anyone believed me. And I just had a headache the next morning, <laughs> but it had to be done. <laughs> Perfect. Hey, it, it, when you said suddenly I'm Frank Sinatra, I got in the mental image of assuming it's a bar. They've got a little stage and a microphone. It's like, oh, you don't believe me. All right. the, don't you forget about me. Like, oh man, to be in that bar that night, that would have been awesome. Uh, I also, I f- forgot to mention. So uh, I said they, they pitched it to, to simple minds. They turned it down. They eventually they came around. Do you know who convinced uh, Jim Kerr to come around and record? Don't you forget about me? His wife, Chrissy Hind. Oh, oh man. Yeah. yeah, that's right. Oh, my God. Yeah. 
They were married. Yeah, until like 90. Yeah. Well, she is a smart one. <laughs> yeah. Because she basically made them a household name. Yeah, right? In the 80s. I don't know if they would have been. She's like, oh, no, no, seriously, you should record this song for this John Hughes film. <laughs> yeah, because John Hughes was kind of a, on a roll at the time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's no reason not to. Uh, yeah, this album, it just, I don't know, there's something about the, the songs kind of blending together, sort of, they all seem to take the same approach, is, is how I was thinking about it. There's this wash, there's this overlay of, of sort of synth and guitar, with that bouncing bass and just a real steady, uh, almost uh, drum machine type, type feeling to the to mm-hmm. the drums, which is kind of repetitive. What do you think of the one we're listening to right now? Somebody up there likes you. It's an excellent instrumental. Yeah, it's pretty good. I enjoyed it as I was not expecting an instrumental, and halfway through the song, I realized no one was singing yet, and uh, I, I do really enjoy that instrumental. Yeah, me too. I think orchestral maneuvers in the dark kind of prime me for this music or this band. Sure. Oh sure. yeah, absolutely. What I haven't heard is pre new gold dream, simple minds. And I know they were already established mm-hmm. and I know this is a stylistic change for them. And I know that before they changed their name to simple minds, they were a, a punk band. So I'm kind of, I didn't think a lot of these bands were, but I, I'm kind of curious to hear like what they changed to this but from what i went through the catalog because i was wondering where do they go from here like mm-hmm. what is where does this fall within obviously we know you know breakfast club and yeah those those singles afterwards but ha- yeah where where did they get here and what this represents to me is a clean more matured sound of this uh sort of like new wave or synth pop than they had previously done. Okay. So it's a, it's a more commercially, I mean, they, they kind of said that it was stadium like synth pop or something like that, where you can imagine it on a, on a big stage. Yeah. Birch, I, I, I get what you're saying. Uh, this song, somebody up there likes you, uh, really reminded me of Pink Floyd's momentary lapse of reason. Sure. Mm-hmm. Um, their 1987 record, uh, without Roger Waters, which is, yeah, actually, Pink like, Floyd is is probably a good analogy to the Pink Floyd before, you know, um, Wish You Were Here, Dark Side is is a bit more rock, right? And then they yeah they get into a I'm singing about gnomes. <laughs> <laughs> they get they get into that sort of a I don't know what to how, how to describe it, but when you're at a concert, it's open air. You you know the music almost flows out instead of feeling like a studio recording or something yeah. like that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Grimble Grumble? Is that his name? <laughs> yeah, Grimble Grumble was his name, and he was a gnome. <laughs> They're talking about uh, the first Pink Floyd album. Piper! Piper at the Gates oh, of Dawn. Oh, Piper at the Gates of Dawn? There's that song about Grimble Grumble, the gnome. Piper Uppercut. It's not, it's not, their, it's not their best <laughs> album. <laughs> it's a great album, man. Get out of here. No, it's terrible. <laughs> <laughs> but if you really listen to it, man... Uh, you guys want to know what Kreisgau <laughs> thought about this? <laughs> Always. That's here. That's here. All right. With more effort than hedonism should ever require, I make up three or maybe four fully-fledged melodies on this self-important, <laughs> mysterious, prestigious essay in Romantic Escape 
Though the textures are richer than an ordinary Anglo disco, they arouse nary a spiritual frisson in your faithful <laughs> synthetic. Synthen- uh, God damn it, synthetician. He's, uh, he, he's got his time. words. Synthetician. S y n e t h e t i c i a n. Synthetician. And <laughs> Artur Jim Kerr's Bowie Sand Stance, Fairy Sands Pop, Morrison Sands Rock and Roll. He says simple. I say empty. And we both go home. C plus. <laughs> 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 Fucking hate simple minds. <laughs> Interesting. I get the complaint on uh on Bowie Ferry uh vocal vocal stylings but he he was also championing ABC and that shit was fucking hot garbage. Yeah, I don't see the the going from ABC to this and being like this one's um, head and shoulders, shoulders yeah. above. Oh, yeah. yeah. I, yeah. I, 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 <laughs> if you maybe if you're way into ABC but not Simple Minds New Gold Dream. Uh right in tell us yeah. why. Yeah. Why? Why? Why do you have that opinion? Or Heaven 17? And not. God damn it. Do not get it. Yeah, I think it all comes down a lot for me for the vocals. I mean, there's. I can't connect to it. It's it's airy. Like, it's good. It it fills the song, but I think they're super bland. vibes from the way Jim Kerr looks. Oh. Uh, oh. <laughs> yeah, you fucking posted that picture. <laughs> Where are the stones? <laughs> uh, no, I didn't, but yeah, now I'm I'm starting to think about it. <laughs> who directed that? Oh, not Boz Lorman. I forget. Fucking, I forget. Who, who directed Fifth Element? Do you think that he had the Dutron <laughs> Simple Minds he, as the, uh, the, the, the template? Like, I need him to look like this, but with a plastic like, on his head, please. He's like, all right, now, I want you to watch the video for Glittering Prize and then go to the barber. <laughs> <laughs> this, this is your whole attitude now. Um, can you also not remember the name of this man? I can think of every movie he's done, yeah. including La Femme Nikita, Professional. Kyle, why won't you pipe in with the, the name? You know you know it. <laughs> I was trying to think of another anecdote. And L- Lou Besson. Uh, thank you. Lou yep. Besson. <clears throat> Tiny Lester is the uh, is the president of the earth. I, think. <laughs> I don't know. I, I'm, I'm kind of with you, Kyle. It, this doesn't necessarily move me. It just it feels very pleasant. It's fine. I, if the I don't know if the vibe or something was a little darker. Or, I don't know. This is just. What if Don't You Forget About Me was on this album? Uh, I, st- I probably wouldn't forget about the rest of it. I would still say I, I would be kind of in the middle. Mm. I stand I, on a precipice of why don't we have Flock of Seagulls? Why don't we have In Excess uh, in this In, this in Excess is a good uh, We don't have any In Excess. None. Question. How do we not have In Excess? No these idea. These are much better bands. These are questions for Robert Dimmery when we go to his house and ask, <laughs> ask about things.
This is important, you guys. Um, when you guys were talking about Gary Oldman, I was going through my notes to remember which album we did this week that had a song called Tiptoes. And it's madness. Oh, so man. That's, that's my Gary Oldman reference yeah, I, for the night. I, I, was, I, was, I was going to bring that up on the next episode, Kyle. Thank you for <laughs> taking that away from me. <laughs> Bastards. You both still can bring it up. Yeah, I think it, it's it's because they're in, innovating on the style and the style maybe was replicated so many times. Yeah. Is that what we're... Yeah. So it's hard to disconnect the the originators from the people who I actually heard. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, don't get me wrong. Kick is an amazing album. I mean, Listen Like Thieves is an amazing album. Shabo is an amazing album. Yeah, yeah. One too. Like, yeah. But I think I think Simple wait, Minds wait. deserves to be here in some capacity, probably. And I Kick think so isn't too. on this motherfucker. No, no, there's no in excess, apparently. We have a lack of excess, if you mm. will. Oh, no. That's inefficient. <laughs> so what can I, I hate myself. What can I say? <laughs> I quit I'm, the podcast. I'm neutral on this, but I acknowledge that Simple Minds, this album, is here, and it's <laughs> good. Makes sense. I mean, I I just... I, it's as good for 80s synth pop as you're going to get. I mean, I, I don't know who I would have put in for this. OMD. You're allowed to have more than one. You said as good as it's going to get. They have a different style, though. They do. They, they have do. a very different style. It's, it's a very different style. Um, but I mean, the, this music is important enough and, you know, a, a an artifact of the time. And yeah, we, we are getting a lot. And it, like I, I said before, like I thought that disco was going to be the thing that like made my ears just want to like, you know, stab themselves um, yeah, but really it's, <laughs> I, I haven't been this confused about music since the, um, since like the late sixties where just the psych stuff was just killing me. Right. Fucking right. making me want to die. It's like, fatiguing. Like this, this took me a few listens to actually like be able to grab on. And I think that has more to do with the chronology that we're taking going through this where we're just. We're hitting every beat and we're getting a lot of stuff yeah. that sounds similar or it has synthesizers and is British is probably more uh, to the point. Yeah. But no, man, th- th- this this is an important record and there's way more good on it than uh, like I, I have more stars next to this than there are actual songs, which is funny. Uh, I don't think that I would listen to the four disc set. <laughs> No, that, no. that Spotify was trying to. Uh, no, that's to, to uh, 81, 82, 83 and 84. God damn, that's, uh, that's too <laughs> many things. But the, the the album comes in at a, uh, a pretty, pretty short clip, all things considered for a bunch of five minute songs. So I don't know. I liked it. Uh, it's a positive in my book. That's a good point that I didn't yeah. think about before is they're all five minutes and you get a little fatigued from maybe. I mean, it is 46 minutes. Yeah. It's Derek yeah. Forbes. He's the only reason why I like this. If yeah. the bass wasn't happening, I would not be listening to this. Thank you, Rob. Yeah, that's that was my anchor. Yeah. I like in Glittering Dream, he plays that riff high up on the neck, and then just for the second half of the phrase, just moves an octave down and plays it low on the neck. Yeah. It's it's a it's a cool move. He's having the greatest time. He's having a great time. <laughs> I really want to show this record to Sheila just so like 
she likes to learn like the bass parts of oh, stuff yeah. just for for fun like the uh the delight grooves in the heart is like a fun thing to play mm-hmm. and this is full of fun shit to play absolutely yeah um, yeah when I first started listening to this record, I could not differentiate it, but I, I had uh, British synth pop fatigue. Yeah. Uh, it, <laughs> Real disease. Call your doctor. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, upon repeated listens, uh, more I was finding more and more that I did enjoy. I don't know if I'm going to revisit this very often. I think there's some awesome songs I'm totally going to come back to on it. But at the end of the day, I've just got to count my stars. And I like more songs than I don't on this album. So that is my... It pushes me into positive from neutral. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Did you already go, Kyle? Bros, I'm positive. Okay. Um, <laughs> it was a close call. I mean, I wasn't going to go negative, but... Uh, yeah, yeah. You can go neutral. I mean, though. promise you a miracle. I'm going to I'm gonna put that on mixtapes for the rest of my life. Like. Yeah, I'm going to sneak that one on anytime there's a party. It's a great song. Yeah, cool. And if, if all else fails, just listen to those, listen to that bass. Good listen bass. Listen to those rhythms. Yeah, that's a good anchor. Simple Minds took their name from the line, he's so simple-minded, he can't drive. 55! <laughs> <laughs> the Red Rocker, that's awesome. Yeah, they're t- <laughs> so they're time travelers. <laughs> Modal. And David Bowie's The Gene Genie. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I'd probably like this album more if David Bowie sang on it. Yeah, I'm glad they too. changed their their name. Uh, Simple Minds is a better name than uh, Self Abusers. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's marginally like a, better. It's just pleasant. It's a pleasant album. Yeah, it is pleasant. Is this is this Yacht Rock? No, no, no. 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 God damn it! <laughs> the fuck is Yacht Rock? We're gonna, Aja, or Asia, motherfucker. We're going to get there. Don't worry. And? Christopher Cross, Loggins, Messina. Yep. Doobie Bros. Sometimes. Donald. Michael MacDonald. Fagan. <laughs> Michael McDonald Fagan. Don Michael, Dr. Michael McDonald Fagan. George Michael McDonald Fagan. Boy George Michael McDonald Fagan. Are these legitimate yacht rock examples? No. Are these actual doctors? <laughs> Paging Dr. Fagan. Dr. Boy George Michael McDonald Fagan. <laughs> Chloe, kill me. <laughs> All right. All right, next time we'll be talking about Madness, The Rise and Fall. Right, so where did you go? What did you go in the big?